catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! Good evening to you all and welcome to All Things Sky Blue. We are a Coventry City fan page um, that is across Facebook, of course, X, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok, as well as YouTube at All Things Sky Blue. We are proud to be partnered with The Anecdote. <coughs> we are a team of um, five now um, featuring Stuart. Hi, Stu. Good evening. Everyone OK? All good, thanks, mate. We've also got uh, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Josh. Hi, everyone. Hope you're all well. All good. Thanks, buddy. And Glenn, as well as Danny. Hi, Glenn. You there, Glenn? No, that's all good. Uh, Stu, can you tell us a little bit more about our other sponsor? Um, obviously, we're with The Anecdote, but who's our other sponsor? Yeah, so we're partnered with The Anecdote, uh, but we're sponsored by uh, Lloyd Wright Fabrications. He can do any steel work up and down the uh, down the country, mainly in the sort of West Midlands and Warwickshire area, any steel fabrication needs. Um, he can do it for you, Lloyd Wright Fabrications. Excellent, you're doing. Yeah, a great guy as well. Um, so we're going to look back, obviously, at this week's games, uh, a draw at home Southampton on Wednesday as well as a draw, a really good point away on the road um, at Leeds. Stuart, thinking about yesterday, um, I think a lot of us went into the game thinking that anything that could be brought home would be a positive. And in the end, it did end up being a point. What were your takeaways from the game? Who played well? What do you think worked well? What are your sort of overall thoughts? Um, everybody played particularly, you know, I think at the starting lineup, I think we were all a little bit shocked um with who he was starting especially the likes of you know playing uh de silva and bidwell down that left hand side i think he just wanted to pack the midfield out a little bit um but i think it worked a treat you know I, I, look i'll always trust robbins um to a certain extent with players that he feels can do the job it's whether they turn up i think we've like i've said you know we've got a squad that um, is good enough to be in the top eight. I still believe that if we turn up, we will give anybody a game. And at the moment, we're turning up each and every game. And, you know, we've played two uh, relegated sides from the Premier League, which have still got Premier League class in both sides. And we're, we're squaring up with them. Look, we should have beat Leicester, who was the third relegated side. We should have beat them. I know we didn't, but again, you know, that sort of class oozes through. Whether we played a back four back then, whether we would have lost, you know, we'll never know. But look, we're, we're getting better and better each game. They're fighting for each other now. You can see that on the pitch. Um, and yet, look, the, the back five are just looking harder to break down. They're looking more composed on the ball, and you can see that by the way that they're they're but you know Kitchen and Thomas 
are both getting forwards a lot more. Uh, obviously, Bobby yesterday was just just absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? And, you know, Sakamoto, again, is getting better and better with each game. I thought it was Sims, considering that he was a lone striker, I thought his hold-up play was brilliant. He made, you know, linked with um, Saka, especially for the goal. You know, he harassed. He, he was he was good as well. I know he didn't score, uh, but what he did off the ball was a lot better. And I just think that, you know, we've turned a corner um, and these wins are definitely going to start coming. I can feel it and I can feel that we're getting better and better. Yeah, I think you're bang on there, Stu, to be fair. And like you say, I think for me, Sims, you know, he didn't score like you said, Stu, but the fact that he held the ball up well as a lone striker was a real key takeaway for me because he gets a lot of stick sometimes from me. Um, but I think that he did um, a fantastic job and, you know, it needs to be noted. I'm going to go to Mark next. Mark, in terms of team selection before the game itself, a few We'll go with interesting um, adaptations, if you like, to the starting lineup. I think the first one to start to me was Jada Silva playing left wing. Um, it looked like, uh, but then also Cal missing and Latte in the middle with no right. What were your thoughts when you saw that squad? Were you taken aback by it, or were you still quite confident? Um, I guess a little bit surprised. I think I think the thing was, Robbins did allude to the fact that. In, in the in the post match interview in the Southampton match that you know that players recovery time you know may not be great and obviously he assessed which players may have been tired ahead of you know the Leeds game and which players he wanted to rest and and freshen up the team so I guess he just wants to rotate the side for me because of the fact that Leeds had an extra game um extra day off should I say and and we didn't I guess what his thinking may have been with the silver was obviously they've got Daniel James in the, on that sort of right hand side position. So I think he wanted to maybe double up more defensively um, with the silver. I guess is his thinking. Um, Lati Bodier obviously hasn't featured for a while, and I felt Robbins obviously felt that that was the right time to bring him in because uh, obviously Callum O'Hare has been doing really well for us. Um, but obviously Robbins felt it wasn't the, the game for him, and you know bring him off the bench and. Um, Obviously, Allen was the other player who was benched to, uh, whilst I thought he was really good against Birmingham, probably didn't have his best match against Southampton, which obviously we'll come back to later. But, um, yes, a little bit surprised. But, you know, looking back on the game, I would say overall, I thought he got his tactics and team spot on, really, because we we, we played, you know, I think I think the, the performance of everyone was, particularly defensively, was superb. Uh, I... I, I Echo Stewart's comment about uh, Ellis Sims as well. I thought he led the line really well, and obviously he played a part in our equaliser as well. But um, I think what's encouraging me is the fact that we're not an easy side to beat anymore. You know, we've we've you know Leeds really um, struggled to, to to get you know struggled to score. Okay, they had the lion's share of the game. You know, they had a lot of possession as you'd expect them being the home side. But overall, I think I think. How I summarise the performance? Encouraging is how I'd summarise it. Yeah, again, uh, fully agree with that, Mark. Um, got Glenn. Hopefully, he's back now. Hi, Glenn. Are you there, mate? Hi, mate. You're right. Yeah, good. Thanks to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, good thing. I think there might be a bit of lag here, but it's it's all good. Um, in terms of Leeds' goal, um, Glenn, obviously, I think Somerville scored on about 58 minutes. I think it was a nice ball through from Rutter. I think Glenn's just gone. I'll go to Stuart for this one. <laughs> I think it was a nice ball through from Rutter, um, Stuart, and a good finish from Somerville. Did you expect to do a little bit better defensively, or do you think it's one of, just one of those cases of almost Premier League quality shining through? Yeah, you know, look, you, I, I look back at, um, you know, the Leicester game and the quality of Dewsbury Hall, you know, I, I think, you know, there is a, there is an element of that. I think we can do better. I think we should have done better. But sometimes, you know, you've just got to hold your hands up and, you know, the ball went through, like you said, and, and he started it home really, really well. You know, he's, they pose a threat all the time, didn't they? And we defended stoutly and... Again, you know, the pleasing thing is over the two games against Southampton and um, Leeds is the patience because, you know, the amount of games that we've played and we haven't been patient and we've been pulled apart by the likes of Stoke, um, Swansea in certain games, you know, they were coming out and, you know, against the Premier League, two Premier League sides, I kind of expected that a little bit, but we weren't. We were very much in the space, holding the um, holding our lines, you know, they were going out at the right time, pressing at the right time. And that's the encouraging part, because I think in the past, when we have played against passing games and uh, teams and better quality opponents, if you like, slightly, especially in, you know, Southampton and, and Leeds that like to pass the ball, you know, we were very patient. We didn't rush out and it was it was good to see. Like I said, it was... Um, it was nice to see that we were patient and patience was, you know, is the key word that I will use. Yeah, and going back to Marks, I think it's important to note, um, from my viewpoint anyway, I think I've been quite critical of our back line, if you like, this season so far. But I think, Mark, you've got to say, haven't you, since we've changed our back four, since we've gone with not only Liam Kitchen and Bobby Thomas as a pair, but also Brad Collins behind them, you can certainly see, can't you, that Barnsley connection from last season's there, and it's made a massive difference, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that does definitely help the fact they all played together at Barnsley uh, last season. Um, but I think what what impressed me about them is anticipation of danger is pretty good. Um, I suppose the goal. Yes, we could have. You know, we could have done better. I, I thought personally, it was a well taken goal by um, Somerville, um, who was a bit of a threat and a bit of a menace um, for us, but I thought we did a good job in my overall. Um, but I think it's just that they communicate well. Um, they don't look phased under pressure. They're quite comfortable on the ball. I think one thing I've noticed with, with Brad Collins is is his distribution is, is a lot better than, than Ben Wilson. You know, he gets the ball and, he, and, he, and sometimes he'll take a quick throw and he can start an attack. And I felt with Wilson, he didn't always, you know, have the confidence. And I always felt with... Collins, his positioning is pretty good as well. Um, so, overall, there's, there's a lot of ticks in the boxes with our defence. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're building a really good understanding and uh, long, long may that continue. Yeah, and let's get it right as well. I mean, Collins made some, well, a couple of weird passes yesterday, let's just say, where they could have backfired a little bit. But I think, like you said, Mark, largely... Um, he is an upgrade for me 
on Wilson. And Wilson said to say, well, let's not let's not beat about the bush. Um, Wilson for us was outstanding last year, but I think that for me this year, Collins has stepped up massively, um, and that can't be that can't be ignored uh, for me. In terms of Colin, uh, not Collins, in terms of Thomas's goal, Stuart, from that, from my viewpoint, you know, really nice to see a centre back in open play progressing forwards and following up um, when he sees space. What did you make of uh, Thomas's goal? Yeah, it was just uh, everything. Everything about it was was what you wanted to see. Really, you know, Thomas drive through uh, their midfield, not really touched. Um, he knocked it through and then Sims ran onto it. Uh, a little bit of a, a lucky flick on, if you like, out to Sakamoto. But you could see in the background that Bobby was just carrying on and he was just going forward. Um, and then when you've got the quality that, you know, Sakamoto, we know that can produce that. Um, I don't think we do it enough, uh, if that's a criticism, really. I don't think we... You know, I think we can get it over a little bit more than probably what we do. But you saw, you know, Milan's over overlapping run when O'Hare was on and he knocked the ball over. Again, I don't think we do that enough. If we do that more often, I think Sims had you right when they play. You know, I think we'll, we will start seeing more goals. But the quality of that pass over to, um, you know, eluding that because he was in the middle of two centre-backs eluding the first one and then Bobby just rose and, you know, nodded it down as you're meant to do, down to the ground and it went in. A brilliant goal, uh, well-deserved because I think, you know, I was critical of, you know, Bobby Moore. Um, I think, you know, at the start, I was probably wanting Latty to start more in that right central berth. But, you know, um, Robbins has kept faith in him. And, you know, I'll hold my hands up um, and he's, he's becoming an in integral part of that back five. Uh, and he is getting better and better with each game and he definitely deserved his goal. Is he a new signing, Stu? Say again, sorry? Is that a new signing? What, Bobby Thomas? He said Bobby Moore. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. You knew what I meant, though. I know. I knew what I said. <laughs> I just love you. I love winding you up. You know that by now. <laughs> I know, mate. Um, we've got Daniel joining us as well. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Josh. How are you? Well, good. Thanks, mate. What were your thoughts on yesterday's game? Who impressed you? Um, what did you make of the result? Um, I've seen the lineup. Um, I would have taken a draw. Then after seeing the first fifteen minutes, yes, definitely, it was almost. Backs against the wall, but we grew into the game, which I was pleased with. I was defence, uh, sorry, impressed with the defence as a unit, and mainly Bobby Thomas. I thought the last home game he was probably the best performance that he's had this season, and he's kept it going again when we needed him against um, a very threatening Leeds team, like uh, Somerville. I was watching him in the Premier League, and he called my wife, found him particularly interesting, and I thought Jorginho for them played particularly well. But it's nice to see that we were able to have, um, I'll say, grow into the game and not afraid to pass the ball about towards the second half. And uh, I think the first time that we've conceded the goal and not lost the game this season, correct me, I could be wrong with that. But um, yeah, it's nice to see some fight and also winning an aerial draw leading to a goal in the opposition's box. What do you make, Daniel, of the change of 
formation in terms of a back four. Do, do you think we seem more solid now uh, defensively? I was calling for that uh, once the summer sales had gone with Jokovic and Hamer, that we couldn't rely on individuals. It wasn't possible to play a 3 6 1 and hope a striker would beat three defenders and score 25 goals. But um, yeah, I thought it was necessary. I've been calling a bit for a while uh, for Sakamoto and Van Ewok to be on the uh, right side. I'm pleased with that. We're developing. More possession, style of play, giving us more control of games. I think that's necessary for a team that wants to sustain being at the the top half of the championship, want to be in the playoff and um, have aspirations for the Premier League. For sure. I mean, if I go to you next, Mark, sort of final thoughts about Leeds for this first half an hour or so. I mean, it has to be said, some of the comments from their fans, their manager, um, a bit entitled, would you say? Yeah, um, it's yeah. I mean, they they they're not. We're not the only team going to go to Leeds and um, you know make it difficult for them. I mean, you know, you look you look at today's game at, at Anfield, Manchester United. You know, were pretty defensive against Liverpool, and they got a point. So I don't really care what Daniel Fark or what Leeds fans think. All I care about is my team and, and how we perform. And we got we played very well. We got a very positive result, so they can win as much as they like. I, I I really really couldn't give a toss what they say. Really, um, all I care about is where what we do this season. And uh, they exceeded my expectations because I I had it nailed on as a Leeds win. So the players deserve a huge pat on the back for that performance, and the fact that uh, Leeds fans and Daniel Farker speaking Ill, Ill of us is 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 a compliment in some ways because we perform really well. So. You know, I mean, we've got another tough game coming up against Sunderland, but um, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of positive to take out of, uh, out of yesterday's game that we can take forward now for the, the busy Christmas period. Absolutely, um, Stu. Who would be your man of the match if you had to pick one from uh, yesterday? Um, I think Bobby. Um, he defended brilliantly, uh, and he got his goal, a uh, well-deserved goal. I would probably go with Bobby Thomas, to be fair. But I, th- I think, you know, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of positives uh, in most people's play. Look, Sheaf, Sheaf at the moment, since he's had the captaincy, you know, I think he's, he's gone into his shell, not into his shell, really, I suppose. But, you know, some of his play has become a little bit sloppy. Um, he just needs to relax for me a little bit more. Um, he is captain material, but since he has been given the captaincy, his games have been slightly off, which can happen, I think. Um, you know, but um, but no, I, th- I think he'll grow into the captaincy, and I think he'll he'll come out of it the other end, and um, he'll be he'll be back playing like we know Ben Sheaf can. I think we, I think you're bang on, Stu. As you know, I normally agree with you. But I think with Sheaf, even when he plays a few missed passes per game, he's still outstanding. And that can't be a bigger compliment to him because I think he's, you know, I think we all think he's a cut above. And, you know, I think if we don't get to the Premier League in the next few years, he will, um, in my view. We've also got, hopefully, Glenn, third time lucky. Hi, Glenn. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm back now. Should be working fine. Um, Yeah, just going on with what you guys were saying, I think with Sheaf, he's trying too hard. He's trying to be the leader, like in when he gets the ball, and I think he's just 
taking that extra touch or trying that extra risky pass, which showed with the one where they nearly broke and scored against us. It was kind of a ball that he didn't really need to play. But I, I love the fact that we absolutely rattled Southampton, which we'll talk about later, and we rattled Leeds. I, I think it was quite funny, really, that we absolutely rattled them and, and got them wound up. And I like us to do that. I think we don't do that enough. I think we're a bit soft. And I think, yeah, we Lattie was... Um, I think Blatty was grappling Bamford and Kitchen got stuck in with Bamford. Somerville at the end. If you want to score a goal and blow kisses and give it, if you're give, going to give it out, you should be man enough at the end of the game to shake the hands and do it. That was that was naughty at the end by Somerville grabbing Thomas around the throat and whatever. And yeah, I, I love the fact that they got wound up. And, and Fark, if he did any form of scouting, he would know that's the way we play. We sit back and we, especially against the better sides, we flood the midfield, we sit back and we try and hit on the counter. So it didn't matter really about the personnel we picked because that's the way we're going to play. So we should have known that. And I think he needs to look at a few of his players who they pay big money for. And I weren't obviously really impressed. Dan James swan dived and tried to get a penalty and it was quite ironic that he missed the chance at the end. But... I think actually Bobby Thomas got back and might have actually got a touch on it. Or we did well to put him off. But yeah, Thomas was superb. Kitchen was class and so were Collins. Um, yeah, so I, I think they're all brilliant. And the move that Ellis Sims was involved with where he set Milan through that O'Hare all right should have buried to make it 2-1 was brilliant. And Palmer's had a great chance to make it 2-1. So we could be sitting here and, we, and we've actually come away with three points despite Leeds battering us. So I'm really, really positive. And yeah, I love the videos of him singing the songs at the train station, whatever. So yeah, I think we look like a team now. Yeah, we're cooking. We're cooking again. Uh, we're joined also by Scott again. Hi, Scott. Hello, Josh. Hello, Stuart. How are you all doing? Not too bad, oh, mate. You? Oh, good. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, yeah. Um, not bad. Not bad. What are your thoughts on the game, mate, before we... Uh, break for our little uh, half-time chat. Oh, which, which one? <laughs> Leeds or Southampton? We'll, we'll start with Leeds. Uh, what uh, your thoughts? Well, I was watching it at home and the stream was awful. Uh, <laughs> kept on going forwards and backwards. I think it went down, didn't it? At one yeah, point? yeah, yeah. It did go down for a bit, so I had to switch to the Leeds one. Um, but, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't great, to be honest. Um, but, anyway... From the uh, game side of it, I thought back four was solid, uh, as usual. Um, I thought Thomas played really, really well. Kitchens got stuck in. Uh, I was a bit uh, confused with the lineup, to be honest, um, playing De Silva and Bidwell. Um, and then, obviously... When the game started, I thought Sheaf has been a bit hot and cold the past few games. And um, I thought Sims actually played really well against Lees. He put hold the ball up well. You know, he actually made a good few runs. So, you know, he's, he's growing in confidence. Um, and I thought, you know, Collins made two great saves to keep us in the game. Because Leeds were all over us for the first, like, 20-odd minutes. Um, but, you know... Kept them quiet, really, um, and then had a bit of antics at the end. So, yeah, it was a pretty good point, and I'm pleased with the point, because it's a tough place to go to Leeds. Scott, would you say that Sims, for you, would 
Do you think he plays better as a lone striker? Uh, it's hard because you obviously we've only seen him well up with either Godden or Wright, and on his own, I think maybe he feels a bit comfortable because he used to play up front on his own with Sunderland, I think, um, in his short spell. But obviously, I know um, Wright. Is a bit better than Sims, um, and obviously Godden is a bit uh, hot and cold as well at the minute. But look, at the end of the day, you know we bought these two strikers in for a reason, and Robins, you know, trusts them. So you know we we just got to get the best out of them at the end of the day. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, hi, Brando as well. Welcome. You got mate. All good, mate. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, when I seen the lineup, I did. I text my mate saying, "What the fucking hell is this?" But to be fair, he couldn't have got it more right, could he? And I, what you said at the start, I think the silver and Bidwell playing together was for the fact that Dan James's pace. Because if you notice throughout some of the game, Dan James was leaving Bidwell for dust. Especially when that midfielder, that Apapandu, was putting them balls straight through the middle. Dan James was gone. Um, Bobby Thomas, I think he was one of the match for both games, mate. Southampton and Leeds. Yeah, he stepped up massively, hasn't he? He has, mate. And them two together, paying six mil for them two, mate, was probably the best bit of business that we've done. Them two are absolutely fucking brilliant. Well, there are centre backs for the next, by like, the long term, the next five, six, seven years. Depends on how we progress as a club. But I've I've got a question for you though, Josh. Go on, Brenda. What did you think about Palmer and O'Hare being on the pitch at the same time together? It. It. It's tricky because I was saying this to my dad earlier. In our old formation with a box midfield, it works fantastically. With three forwards or two two wings and a striker, I don't know where they play together. Yeah, because I think what, I, I, what, what I think when Palmer come on, O'Hare went onto the wing. But I I I think you want Cal and Casey central as cams. That's what I think we need. I don't want I don't want Cal out wide. Personally, I think he's wasted. Yeah, what, true. What do you think? Yeah, I think the same, eh? But did you notice, though, obviously, when you were talking about Sims a minute ago, when when the ball came over to Sims from Collins, Sims just flipped it on. Did you see how fast Van Ewick ran down that pitch? But obviously, Wright and O'Hare couldn't touch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That guy probably, if we get another right back, I reckon he should put Milan further forward for that pace. Yeah, I think he's played as winger before somewhere. Uh, could be worth a worth a go for sure. But then you uh, know, to, in the, in the sorry, one more in the second half. Obviously, when he took Milan and Saka off, he put Eccles at right wing back. That's when they started attacking the left side. Yeah, interesting. Uh, before we move on to Southampton and then ahead to Sunderland, Stu, tell us a little bit more about YouTube. 
Yep, uh, we're uh, our followers are going up slowly. We are still trying to get to uh, 250. Uh, we're nearly there. We only need eight more followers. So please go and like and subscribe. Um, we've got, uh, in my opinion, coming up this week as well. Uh, I'll be doing that, my own little show. Uh, so please go and like and subscribe to that. That's live over, um, hopefully it might be over um, Instagram as well now because that's a new uh, side of it that they're doing. But I'll be live on Facebook, um, YouTube and X. Uh, so, yeah, please go again, go and like and subscribe. Um, we've got plenty of footage on there. Um, so, yeah, uh, all good. And other things to be uh, coming up as well. Yep, including more player interviews or X player interviews, I guess. Uh, really, really interesting times. Um, Mark, moving back to Southampton, of course, we got a point against them on Wednesday, a 1-1 draw at home at the CBS. How do you write the score in? I think it was on the 50th minute with uh, Southampton equalising on the 67th minute. I think they dominated the ball, as we expected. Um, for you, is that a point gained or two lost? Um, I think it's a point gained, personally. Uh, Southampton are a good side and um, obviously, they first half they had seventy five percent possession to our twenty five percent. You always slightly disappointed when you draw a game after after you know you lead. Um, but I think looking back on the game, I'd say it's probably the right result. If 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 I take away my uh, sky blue tinted glasses, I thought uh, I thought again it was, a, it was a it was a positive performance. I thought we battled hard again, like 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 yesterday and. Uh, had you right, I thought took his goal really well. I, I, I thought there was a couple of things good about that goal. I thought, first of all, Ellis Sims makes a good run, um, sort of diagonal to the right, which just moves the defender out, out of the way, which just frees up a little bit of space, which allows O'Hare to play a really good pass to Hadji Wright. And, um, you know, he, he, took, he took his goal really well. It was a really good finish. And, um, yeah, fantastic goal. Um, I think their goal really was probably a slightly loose pass I think from I think Sheik was involved for their goal a little bit but I wouldn't entirely pin the blame on him as such just felt they they, they created the goal pretty well the only thing maybe is could Bidwell got a bit closer it was, it was back up a little bit um, he tries to block from distance and um, he managed to score in the corner but a bit disappointing but I think overall I, I think I would have taken a point um, because Bearing in mind that we beat Birmingham the previous week, and um, you know, there's two, it's two. We've had two tough games, really, and, and I think two points from that, I, I would have taken at the start, really, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, as as Mark says, Glenn, I mean, two points um, against ex size last year, um, it's it's great, right? I mean, that's two points gained for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought it was a really good performance. I thought Southampton, for having a lot of the ball, probably tried to overplay a lot. Um, I don't think they had the, bizarrely didn't have the cutting edge that probably you would say Leeds had against us, really. Um, yeah, and like I said, they got earlier, they got a bit rattled. They were gobbing off at the ref. Um, yeah, it was a good finish by Roy and... We had a couple of opportunities when it was 1-1 where Sheaf could have nicked one and Wright's nearly got through 
on an off when um, was an offside call, and yeah, we we actually looked good. Palmer came on and looked lively, so yeah, it was um, it was a massive um, massive positive from that side of it. So it's a it's a good point. We we look. Let's be honest. If if we are gonna be in the playoff mix, we are more than likely gonna have to play Leeds or Southampton at some point if we make the playoffs. I think those two games have shown us that we we can cause them sort of teams problems uh, and yeah we're competitive now and we're good at home so we don't lose that many games at home so that's the um the massive positive just on a, on a side note um i just want to send the best wishes to two people um obviously to rob gurney who's um, put on social media that he's having a tough time at the moment so he stepped away from cwr he's obviously a guy that when i was growing up he was pretty much my hero and in kind of inspired me to get involved with um, obviously Sky Blue Hub and obviously you guys and Sky Blue Fans TV. So I wish him all the best. And I'd just like to send my condolences to the Blenkinsop family because um, their dad and Paul Blenkinsop sadly passed away um, before the Blues game. So yeah, um, lovely bloke. Obviously, uh, me and my family know him quite well. Obviously, Danny knows him. So yeah, my condolences to their, to their family and Wish them all the best. Obviously, it's not the time of year that you want to have such sad news. But yeah, on looking at both games, real positive. I think it sets us up for Sunderland. We now have a style of play against the better sides. And obviously, we're going to have Middlesbrough and Leicester coming up as well. I think we've got a system we can play and we can just kind of tweak it. And, and I thought O'Hare was superb again. Um, his level since he's come back from his injury have been have been really, really good. And I must say again, Thomas Thomas was class. I think he made a great tackle on Armstrong when Armstrong got clean through. So yeah, um, I was really really positive. It's just a shame they got the goal really, which he kind of hit it into the ground and it was a bit bit of a lucky one. It went in, but yeah, I'll take a point and yeah, move on and lots and lots of positives. Really well said, Glenn, uh, on the condolences front, and I suppose from us as all things Sky Blue. Um, our thoughts go out as well to Tom Lockyer and his family. Um, we're hoping he comes good, and we're hoping that you know that he he pulls through, which I'm sure he will. Um, Stuart, with the games we've had this week, obviously, like we said, um, a draw at home to Southampton, a draw away to Leeds. The past three four years, we know that we can play these big teams at home and away and get results. Is it results like these this week that make you think that still we can go to somewhere like Sunderland or Middlesbrough in the new year and get results? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think, like I said, I think we've turned a corner. We've shown that we can mix it with the best of them. Uh, and, you know, we, we've got nothing We've got nothing to fear now. Um, look, we're not going to win every game. We know that. Um, but if we show up and we show fight... Will be in most games, and I'm sure, you know, when you're in games, you'll come away with victories. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got no issues. I think we've turned a corner, uh, and I think you'll start seeing us uh, picking up more points. Um, Scott, for you with the Southampton game, would you say that that was kind of not a catalyst, but just that was a continuation, if you like, of our good form. And do you think from here we'll continue to show that good form going into the new year? Well, I mean, you look at last season when we started off slow and 
you know, Robin said a lot is going to take time to build into good form. And it's the same happening again this season because it's uh, a transitional season, you know, get rid of players and bring the new ones in. Um, and we've spent some money for a change. I mean, I know if Sisu still, still was our owners, they wouldn't spend a penny. Um, so, you know, it's the players we bought and from the scouts that we had, so I, I could see us in the next year or two fighting for automatics. I'm that confident. And I don't fear anyone. Wow. <laughs> That's some statement. <laughs> uh, Daniel, what, what are your thoughts? On the Southampton game? Uh, anything we've spoken about, mate. Um, so, on the Southampton game, I think I touched on it before, about how good the defence is looking. We did concede one goal, but I think we did play solid all together. And uh, as mentioned previously, Bobby Thomas um, got my man in the match in that game. Uh, he seems to be controlling the back four. It's very organised with McFasden out of the team. That was his role. When he was out of the team last season, we missed that organisation. But it's nice to see that we still have that without McFasden in the team. I think we can mix it with any team in the league. Um, once a team's clicking, it is clicking. Um, the defence is solid. We're just hoping the attack clicks. I think we do need to make one adaptation to our style of play. And the final third is to stop playing long free balls because our strikers are not good enough dribblers to dribble past one defender, let, let alone two or three. But um, Wright's finish was very composed. It's nice to see some composure from one of our forwards this season. So hopefully at least one of our strikers can start finding the back of the net a bit more frequently now. Mark, coming to you next, before we move on to Sunderland, um, to give a bit of a brief preview. Um, I think we'll have a YouTube video going out in the week, uh, previewing that in more detail. With McFadzine, uh, we all know it's been well documented. He's been a, a war for us the past few years. I think a lot of us have said that he doesn't quite work as a back four, more as a back uh, three or five, however you want to see it. If you're Kyle McFadden, Mark, what do you need to get do to get in the side? Do you just wait for your opportunity, or how does that look for you? Do you reckon? Uh, I think he's got to wait for his opportunity, really, uh, because uh, Kitchen and Thomas have been, been outstanding, and uh, I think it's no coincidence that our form has picked up since a formation has changed, and b those two, you know, those two have been our regular back form with sides of rock, so. I think he has to bide his time, wait for his opportunity. You know, obviously there could be injuries, there could be suspensions. Um, my slight concern with McFadden is if he did come in, do you, did we still play two centre halves? Because I think he was a better player when we had three, whereas I think with two, I'm not, I'm not so sure on. So, and I'm not so sure that you know if we pick up an injury, I'd imagine that possibly even Binks would be considered. But. Um, I, I think fadson has been a fantastic servant for the football club. He's been absolutely brilliant and um, wouldn't be surprised if he, get, if he gets moved on in the summer. But we'll see what happens. What are your thoughts, Brenda? 
Yeah, mate. Um, I think against Oxford, he's going to go with the three at the back and Fads is going to play in the middle. I don't think he's going to play Fads in um at the, in a two. Uh, I got two things actually. One is your best mate from Sheffield was at the Christmas party last night. What the cop one? Yeah. Oh wow! And then I got a question for Mark. I was just listening to what you were saying about the Southampton game. Why do you think Bidwell went to the floor and didn't stay up strong against Edozi when he scored? Um. Not sure, really. I just think I, I, I think I don't know. He, he didn't. He, if you look at the goal, he was about what two or three yards from from Mendoza. His shot. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't try and press up and try and put a block in. He tried to block him from distance, and it kind of went past him. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure to be honest. Looking ahead to Sunderland, Stuart. In terms of selection. Obviously, we know there's loads of changes um, in, you know, yesterday from Southampton. What would you keep the same? What would you change? Um, it's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? You know, because it looks like that they've got, uh, they'll probably have a new manager in. Um, they're they're a bit up and down at the moment themselves. <sighs> I, like you said, I just don't think we go with any fear. I think I think we go with a four three three. I think Hadji comes back in, uh, probably a bit more, maybe a little bit more energy in midfield. Maybe not Latty. Um, it'll probably go with Callum. Uh, I think it'll be the same side as Birmingham, um, and go with Callum and Jamie Allen. They had a bit of a rest because obviously they didn't start. So I think they'll come in and give a bit more energy into the midfield. We, I don't think we really need to go as defensive as we did against Leeds. Um, and I think I think we, we give them a game and we give them a go. Um, if you can keep, if you keep like, uh, Jack Clark quiet and uh, the other lad on the right-hand side, um, then I, I think you kind of keep them quiet. They have got, you know, they have got quality. We can't write them off because uh, there's no easy game in the Championship. But, look, if we go at them, we know that we can, um, you know, nearly beat Southampton and nearly beat Leeds um, if things had gone, you know, the other way. So we can go toe-to-toe with these teams. So there's no reason why we can't go and get the victory. Josh, you know, one, one thing before you move on, mate. You know the Southampton game? Yeah. Southampton fans were throwing coins. I got hit in the side of the face. We told the police officer and he did not care, mate. He wasn't interested. But as soon as we stood up when we scored and got closer to them, they were soon interested then. Yeah, I think I said this to David Collins on Twitter. I think they were more towards singers, weren't they? Yeah, we were. Southampton fans were chucking coins. One whacked me in the side of the face. I got it in my hand and showed the police officer, and he he weren't even bothered. Jeez, you okay? Yes, well, I'm fine. Crap. Um, Glenn, I mean, in terms of selection for you, um, for Southampton, I think a player that's been dropped a few times for no reason is Tat Sakamoto. I mean, for you, should he start against Sunderland? Absolutely. Um, I would almost be tempted 
to go exactly the same side we played against Leeds and use O'Hare and everyone else off the bench again, be solid, nullify them and use our subs to win us the game, I think. And then we revert back to right starts at home against Sheffield Wednesday and and Swansea and we kind of use that system again and maybe we go back to that system when we go to Borough um, and play Leicester. So, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd be tempted to stick with that that team. I think the only question mark is, do you bring O'Hare in for Eccles? But I think maybe Eccles and Sheaf and Latty as a midfield against their midfield, probably quite combative and get stuck in against them. And I think, yeah, obviously their threat's wide, definitely. And, and obviously Bellingham is a class act. But I thought we handled him quite well at the CBS. And I think bizarrely, somebody, some Sunderland fan told me that none of their strikers have actually scored a goal in the league this season yet. All the goals have come from Clark or midfielders or the defenders. So that's just absolutely bizarre. And I hope I hope Michael Beale gets the job because I think the guy's a fraud. I don't think he's as good as everyone makes out. If they've gone and got Will Steele or some of the other candidates that were names that were banding about, I'd be slightly worried. But I think Beale's I mean if you can screw up at Rangers, how can you screw up at Rangers with the money they've got? It's a two horse race and you you struggle. I think he struggled to finish second in the two horse race, which is laughable. But yeah, I think we'll get something there. And I think Sims. I've said it all along. I think Sims's cov career is going to kick into gear, and I think he'll have like a Bakayoko moment at Charlton. He'll pop up with two goals, and we'll win two one there. And then he'll just fly and go on and win it, win the goals. And I think that's just what he needs. He, he was. I thought both games he played really well, and was really unlucky. With not to not to get on the score sheet. Uh, before I go to Scott, Daniel, and Brando again, uh, before we end, Mark, for you, if you're Robbins or Rady or, or Dennis, obviously Sunderland away. I think last year we drew one-one. Um, I was there for that one. I think a Victor um, equaliser in the second half meant that we took a point home. In terms of how you set up for the game with mentality, do you go there to win? Is it a little bit like Ellen Road where you go there to not lose? What's your kind of thought process for you? Um, I think we need to go there and win because, yes, it's good getting draws, but the flip side is, is that we are, despite a good result yesterday, for example, we are, I think, um, six, seven points off the playoffs. So, we don't want to keep drawing games, so I, I think we've got to try and win at Sunderland. I don't, I don't think that whilst whilst a draw isn't a bad result, um, you always take any point away from home. I think it's an opportunity for us to get a win because um, with, the, with the impending announcement of Mike McBeal as manager, which I hope does does go through, I think um, I think it's a game we can get a result. Um, I don't think we've got anything to fear, although. Obviously, some of the last two home games did pick up some good wins against Leeds and West Brom. So, and defensively, they're they're a good side. They're not they're not an easy easy side to score against. But um, you know, I think from what I've seen, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of pluses, a lot of encouragement from from the last two or three games I'm seeing of us. And I think I think personnel wise, it's I'd be tempted to keep the same same team. And um, as Glenn mentioned earlier about you know, keeping it nice and compact, nice and tight, and then try and nick a goal. And I think probably that's the way I would go for this game. 
Um, and I think Sheffield Wednesday, I would probably revert back to the sort of side they had against Birmingham, where you probably start Callum O'Hare, you start Hadji Wright, um, you know, and possibly bring in maybe Jamie Allen, maybe for, say, Eccles, possibly. But, you know, I, I, I'd keep the same sort of side, same same shape. Um, but I think we're more than capable of going to Sunderland and getting a result. Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly nothing to lose. We're going to go there. If we lose, it's one of them. If we draw, good point. If we win, insane. I think it's one of those games where anything we could sort of come home with is a bonus. Um, you know, because I think we have done well these past few games. And yeah, I think, like I say, anything we come away with will be a positive. Scott, for you, would you keep Jade Silva left wing or would you bring Hadji back in? Personally, I'd bring Adji back in just because uh, he's a lot. It gives it gives another attacking option up front, um, and I've preferred right on the wing than actually up front. Um, it doesn't mean that Sim should be dropped. It just means you know I wouldn't. Mo- <clears throat> I don't think De Silva's pretty much a left winger. Really, he's obviously more of a left back, but. Bidwell isn't. It's done well since he's come back, and you know, um, you know, all the our back four has been solid since we changed formation. So why change it up? But I'd like to see Aware back in against Sunderland, especially, um, and I'd probably like to see Allen in just to give us that box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go straight for this for a reason. Um, straight for Sunderland, where does Latty fit in for you? Central again? Um, yeah, if you're, going to, if, look, if you're going to play Latty, having Latty on just gives you options because, look, he play in, uh, against Leeds, he, plays in, he played in three different positions. Um, he started off in midfield, he did go to right back, uh, and then I think he ended up being uh, centre of the three. Uh, when we when we slowly changed it up, so look, I'm, everyone knows how much of a I am a fan of uh, of Latty, and you know at the moment is uh, is up there being for my uh, player of the season so far. But obviously, we've still got a long way to go. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would start him in the central midfield if you're going to stick with the same side. If you are going to switch it and play a four three three rather than having. Um, all of them across the uh, the midfield, you know. Then um, you know it calls for maybe a bit more of energy and a bit more attacking. Um, but look, Latty can play anywhere, and uh, I'd have him on the pitch. So, uh, so yeah, midfield for me. I can confirm Stuart has Latty pictures on his wall in his bedroom. Um... <laughs> on the ceiling, on the ceiling. I look it up on. I Does he have Jack Burrows pictures as well? Oh yeah, next to him. Yeah, I, definitely, hundred percent. I can't talk. I got Jade Silver on mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Brando, for you, in terms of predictions for Sunderland, what's your score prediction? Three 0 cough. But um, I'm going to say about obviously when you've been speaking about the team, their their front three is. Like unreal, so I reckon if you stop Clark, you've got a good chance. 
But Latte needs to play in midfield. For for me, I would keep Latte in midfield and O'Hare and Wright would come back in. But I've, as you were saying about, uh, someone said they've been speaking to a Sunderland fan. I've seen them for the last four weeks. It's their two centre-backs that keep scoring their goals for them. Mm, interesting. What's your score prediction then, Brando? 3 0 Cog. Scorers? Uh, Sims and Callum O'Hare. I was just going to say, Sims has got a score, surely. Um, Daniel, but to be fair, you... I know someone mentioned it before about, I think it was yourself actually, about him playing as a lone striker. When he played for Everton, he played as a lone striker as well. Yeah, he scored at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, Daniel, a score prediction. Do I have time to go through the lineup? Go for it, mate. Um, I would stick with the one that played against Birmingham and Southampton. I think we should be looking to dominate them despite it being an away game. Sunderland have lost more games than we have this season. They're a weaker side than uh, Leeds are. And it's a time we actually go for a win. Understandably, that was not objective for the last couple of games, but we get promoted to the Premier League by points, not through performances, morale, chemistry or team banter. So it's time to go for the win. Um, I think Voight and Sims complement each other well, in that Sims is almost a distraction for Voight, for him to find some space, despite... Um, Sims may not be liking that, that he that Voight's taken all the the goals and the headlines and he's not scores and, and many goals. And uh, Josh, you may want to cover your ears, but uh, I don't think De Silva offers much offensively or defensively. I think he's like stuck in the middle and doesn't offer much going both ways in the summer. I was hoping that Comtu would maybe look into a place bit well, but this season has been quite good, been solid defensively, and has actually offered stuff going forward as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd like to see from the lineup. Um, we beat them at home last season. I expect, well, I expect a win for most games of Coventry, and I expect us to do the business again. Um, I'll go two one, Coventry. Ah, oh, Daniel. I'm disappointed in your uh, disabled comment. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, who haven't I come to yet? Stu, prediction? Um, it's going to be a tough game. Um, I look. I, I would like to say that we that we would go there and uh, and absolutely batter them, but I don't think we will. I am going to go for a one nil, uh, and I'm going to go for a, a Thomas goal because I think he's going to be on a bit of a streak now. Nice. From an Eccles, Eccles corner, by the way. Really? Yeah. What planet are you on? <laughs> Look, he's got two assists from corners. True, true. <laughs> Glenn? Uh, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. 2-1 Cov. Uh, Sims double. But yeah, I, I agree. We shouldn't fear them. We're unbeaten in the last seven against them. They've lost four games at home already this season and they don't keep clean sheets I think they've kept two in the last 12 uh, I think we can we can cause them trouble and I, I don't think they're as good at the back as people make them out to be um, so yeah I, I, I fancy us to get something and then yeah then we then we'd hit the two must win games which are 
Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea, we we get two wins out of that. Then the, a run, whatever we get from the three games before, looks good. If we back it up, we win. So, yeah, 2-1 Cov. Yeah, and uh, spoil Bill's uh, party if he comes there. But yeah, I think I think they've got players who can cause us problems. But yeah, I think Milan can uh, handle Clark, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Sakamoto and Roy attack their fullbacks, and I think Sims will cover cause their defenders problems as well. And finally, Mark. Um, interesting, Mark. I think we could definitely get a result there. Um, so I'm. I'm going to be confident and go for a 2-1 win. Um, I know I'm probably going to be jinx everyone, so I probably should have gone for the 1-1 draw. But uh, I think 1-1 um, could happen. But I, I, I think we can win 2-1 now. So, no, I, just, I just feel like it's a game we can, we can win. Amazing stuff. Um, obviously, we are part, partnered with the Anecdote Sports by the CBS Arena. Um, we're also... You know, on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and X, of course, as well as YouTube. Stu, can you tell us a little bit more about YouTube and about our other sponsor, please? Yeah, we're sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications. You can do your fabrication work uh, for steel beams, girders, uh, whatever you need for your house. You can do fabrication, uh, mainly in the Warwickshire area, in Coventry, in the West Midlands. But he, he can go further afield. I know he has. Uh, really good guy. Um, and fair prices as well. Uh, please look out for, in my opinion, with at some point this week, I'll, we'll also be doing a uh, game preview with a Sunderland fan uh, and also a Sheffield Wednesday fan leading up to the uh, Boxing Day um, game as well. So please look out for them. Please go and like and subscribe. Much appreciated. Yep. And once this has gone live, it will be also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Anchor. Um, and thank you so much to my speakers, uh, uh, fellow All Things Sky members, Stuart, Gled, and Mark. Thank you so much. As well as a big thank you as well to Scott, Daniel, and Brando for coming on as well. Appreciate you so much for this year. You've all been amazing. For Thank you so much for listening. You've been insane. And yeah. We'll see you next Sunday right here. Thank you so much. Play up Sky Blues. Play up Sky Blues. Thank you. Thank you. Final and Hatcher!